0: I know words. I
3: have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me,
1: which is why I alone can fix it.
2: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. Live on a Friday afternoon, I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita, and back with me is the hillbilly boy, Justin Campbell. What's going on, man? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I am
3: glad to be off work for six days, but also kind of unfortunate the situation of being off work, but uh, Stephanie Sergio went great. They seem to, be, seem to have gotten everything taken care of, so she is currently resting and snuggling the dogs. So I couldn't be over there even if I wanted to because the dogs are huge and take up the whole bit.
2: Yeah, so you're on nurse duty for the foreseeable future. <laughs> uh, babysitter duty is what I call it, but yes. Well, that's good. I'm glad she's doing all right. Yeah, yeah. Everything, Everything went good 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 i think we got a pretty fun show for today a lot of good friday material what should we kick it off with uh
0: you want to
3: i don't know you want to jump into the uh the more serious thing right off the bat with the the new york city hospital worker and uh, the false accusations around her and then the fact that The truth of the story has come out with like video evidence, and CNN, NBC, all of the like big leftist media networks are still trying to say that it's the original story, even though there's like literally just tons of evidence that proves that it was not.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Again, I mean, I don't know how many more times this type of thing has to happen before. These news agencies and all of these people learn their fucking lesson. I mean, again, this story on its face just sounds fucking absolutely ridiculous. A six month old pregnant lady is getting off of work, rents like one of these, um, you know, Divi bikes or whatever, those electronic bikes that you can just sort of rent for a, a short period of time. And this this footage comes out, it gets like, you know, six to 10 million views or something. It goes completely viral. And they're calling her Hospital Karen because the story, according to, um, you know, the, the corporate press was that this six month old pregnant lady walked up to six black dudes and tried to steal the bike that they had rented. That's basically the story that they're rolling with. And then when they accused her of taking her bike, she came out with these crocodile tears and tried to get them, you know, shot (laughs) essentially is the, is the story that they're rolling with. And then of course uh, a day or two goes by. Uh, She gets a lawyer. The lawyer produces fucking actual receipts from the bike lock thing, showing that she paid for the bike tried to take it out and then they took it and like they sort of jammed it back in. So it locked in place again and then like a minute later and then she rented it again. So she was renting the bike the whole time, which makes a lot more sense. And then uh, a bunch of young punks come up and try to take the bike and claim it as theirs. That's the actual story that I, you know, I don't know if the video really shows one thing, you know, either way, one way or another, what's really going on. The, the clip that I saw was just sort of in the middle where she's saying like, help me. And they're saying I paid for the bike. So the video, as far as I was concerned, was inconclusive, but then they produce uh, receipts from the actual, they call it city bike or something. Yeah. Uh, from the actual machine showing that she paid for the bike. And these guys were actually just trying to take it from her. That makes a lot more sense on its face and they have the receipts to back it up. And yet, here we are they're still they won't let go of this story i saw a bunch of just despicable people on twitter doxing her and her husband and shit and i think she's been put on leave from the hospital is that correct yeah Yeah.
3: as of now she's been put on leave there were rumors that she was going to be fired but as of now i think yeah after the receipts and everything and she got the lawyer involved after that came out it's only been put on leave but I mean, I, I'm surprised they didn't fire her already for being a racist.
2: Right. Yeah. And if she didn't have those receipts, she absolutely would have been fired by now. Uh, it, it's just do they ever get tired of being wrong? I, I mean, why would a pregnant lady getting off of work try to steal a bike from six young like, guys? Forget right? just forget about the race involved. Just be like, what? what? What's the plan here? just going to go take somebody else's bike that they paid for that doesn't that doesn't really track i I don't think a lot of six-month-old pregnant women go around trying to steal bikes from when they're outnumbered six to one
3: right that's like the entire story was completely nonsensical from the get-go it's like it's one of those things that you hear it and you're like okay i'll take things that never happened for a thousand and then it comes out you know that yeah, that's surprise surprise that- it's the
2: exact opposite of what they said these are a bunch of fucking punks and they're picking on some little old lady oh well, she's not old but like whatever some lady that's by herself they see an opportunity to try to fucking take a bike and they just fucking go for it and when they get caught you know they, they turn it around and be like and talk about fucking privilege dude the the privilege of being able to try to rob somebody fail at it and be somehow managed to turn the the story around on them. Like they were stealing from you and you get them fucking potentially fired. You ruin their life. Um, you know, you have all of these people, millions of people on fucking Twitter that just jump on this story. it They're so starved for some racist story. It's, it's so pathetic.
3: That's the, uh, the demand for racism dramatically outpaces the supply these days yeah uh.
2: even even to this day yeah it really is just unbelievable how desperate they are and yeah i I was reading through some of these twitter threads where this chick was doxing the lady and she's like i'm not apologizing that doesn't prove anything but the lawyer's statement is like yeah the, the lawyer's statement but he actually has the physical receipts from what i understand he's he's turned them over um and that proves a lot more than the video did to begin with. The video, as far as I was concerned, didn't prove anything. It's just a he said, she said kind of thing.
3: Right. And like it's that, yeah. and, and the receipts actually have like timestamps on them. Like you can yeah. see that it's from like she took
2: it out. Yeah, she paid for it. And then one minute later it was back in the thing, and you could see them pull the, the bike back into the locked position. Yeah, it's uh, it, it looks it's so clear cut. Again, it's like uh, with the Covington kids, remember that. You know, it's just like how many times do we have to go through this stupid fucking dance before you people realize that these these stories almost never are are how they are reported initially.
3: I, I did an episode of my show back towards the end of the year. Uh, it was in sep- mid September that it was a it was a thing from Dennis Prager where he went through like nineteen different stories of racism on college campus campuses that ended up being perpetrated by the person who was saying that they had had this racist thing done to them. Like it, not even, not even was it like twisted around or something. It was like Juicy Smollett times 19.
2: <laughs> yeah, like completely fabricated, planned out in advance. I'm gonna try to do this to, And what's the goal? I, I don't, I still don't understand what these people are trying to accomplish.
3: I remember there was one in like Louisiana where it was a uh, a girl like a muslim girl that had a bunch of like racist stuff spray painted on the side of her car and then later they the video like the dorm room cameras on the outside of the the dormitory have very clear footage of her in her hijab and everything like spray paint and then like dumbass turns around and looks dead at the camera like <laughs> how, the the, the yeah. whole, just the insanity of like how bold they are in trying to get away with it. Like these kids, like as soon as a camera gets put on them, they twist it around and try to start mm-hmm. acting like they're the victims. Like, it's just insane.
2: Yeah. And like, I get that there have been in the past, like uh, women who cried wolf and got some black people killed. That's it, just doesn't make sense in this situation, you know. Like, if you just look at what the claim is, first of all, nobody's getting like it, just does on its face, it sounds ridiculous. Um, I, yeah, it, it, it just it, nothing like that, that has happened in what like fucking 60 years or something, 80 years. I forget when the last uh big incident,
3: I say the last time that something. Like that happened in New York, where somebody, where a uh, a white Karen called the cops on a black dude for like n- no real reason. Um, this was four or five years ago, and this dude was like birdwatching or something.
2: And yeah, I saw that referenced in the in the article. But yeah, even that, the- like, you call the cops. I guess like there are fucking jerk offs that do that, but that's not like you know, getting hysterical in public and trying to get, you know, some passerby to intervene and like fucking kick the shit out of these people or something like that, which is what and they were be trying fair, to do. In that situation,
3: different. the guy who was bird watching, like this woman was walking her dog or something and he was being a complete asshole and told her that he was going to kill her dog or something like that. Like he wasn't exactly innocent in this. Like he was being a, he was being a piece of shit. Like may, maybe don't act like a complete piece of shit, even though you weren't doing anything other than bird watching. Like you know, you don't have to antagonize and create a bad situation out of something. You know?
2: <laughs> yeah, Central Park, Karen. Yeah, and in, in her defense, you don't see a lot of black birdwatchers either. <laughs> Johnny, <laughs> it's not one it of you. the hobbies that they tend to pick that they tend to take up. I could be wrong, but uh, I, when I when I think of a birdwatcher, I'm thinking of some like fucking point dexterity dorky guy with like cargo shorts that are too long and glasses and some weird hat and he's a white dude with binoculars <laughs> like
3: that's that's pretty much on, on the nose the uh the image that comes to that comes to mind
2: yeah yeah but it, it really is just um just so fucking despicable how quick people are to jump on these narratives like these are the kinds of things that start riots that get actually get people killed do a lot of property damage and uh it it almost is never um as bad as they say it is or even remotely the way that they, they claim it went down i i just don't know why you don't immediately take the story with the biggest grain of salt imaginable and say okay let's take a breath and let's get to the bot. Let's see what comes out of this because it it doesn't pass the smell test. I I can't think of any other, like any other scenario where some white woman is going to accost six men.
3: Especially six black
2: dudes, especially six black dudes. (laughs) But it's just like, what scenario is that going to go down in? Like they they were just minding their own business and this lady just was going to go steal their bike. Uh, Okay. No, I, I don't think so. It, that just sounds fucking ridiculous. Unless you're like one of these deranged people where you have this cartoonish view of the world.
3: Well, I mean, it's they they keep doing all of this ridiculous shit to like stoke racial tensions and stuff. There's some, there was some guy at a like a city council meeting or something in Florida screaming about reparations. You've got uh, Al Sharpton walking next to the uh, the Hertz for Um, the guy that got Jacob Neely, is that his name? The guy that got choked on the subway.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. I I mean, like
2: the Saint. Yeah. Why do
3: they spend so much time celebrating literal criminals? Like that dude had 40 plus convictions. He shouldn't have even been on the They're the
2: only ones that get fucking killed in these situations, dude. (laughs) Like that's the problem. The reason it's always a fucking despicable person that they're using is because that's all they have. Because people aren't going around and accosting, um, you know, nice, average black people that are just going about their day. That's just not happening. So they don't have the material to use as, uh, you know, as martyrs. I mean, the one, the only one that comes to mind was the uh, the guy that got choked out by the cops for selling Lucy cigarettes. What was his Eric, name? again? Yeah, Eric Gardner. Eric Gardner. But they never even fucking, they forgot about him real quick for some reason. And that was well, atrocious.
3: It so that got that got swept under the rug because there was a certain extent to which his uh, physical size actually played more of a part in his death than the action of the police officer, and there were other like there were other things like obviously if he if the if he if the police officer hadn't put him on the ground to begin with, then none of this ever happens. But, uh, yeah, he weighed
2: like 325 pounds or something. He was, yeah, he was a massive
3: dude. And it turned out he had, he also had some sort of a heart issue. So like once he was on the ground, then, um, nature kind of took over and it was, uh, I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. Why that disappeared so quickly? Like he, he only gets mentioned really in passing. It's, it's the actual criminals that are the ones that they, yeah. that they use. They, as yeah. Like... They
2: lionize them. And it's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> the only explanation is because that's all they have because decent people are not going, are not getting into these sort of shenanigans and and ending up dead.
3: Well, unlike the Freddie Gray, there was the Freddie Gray thing in Baltimore. And that ended up getting... Oh, is that
2: when they, they, they gave him, like, they killed him in the in the ride back to the... Yeah. They, like, paralyzed him or something?
3: Yeah, or and it? that one kind of got, I guess that one kind of got forgotten about relatively quickly because immediately after that happened, the city of Baltimore then went and made, like, sweeping changes to the way they handled prisoners and and uh, transfers and stuff like that. Like, they, they uh, acknowledged that everything about the way the situation was handled was wrong, they fired the police officers involved and they completely changed their policy. Were, to were not all had the that police happen.
2: officers. Yeah. I, I thought maybe some of the police officers were, were black in that one too, or were they all white?
3: I think, uh, I know in the there the Memphis thing that happened several months ago, a couple of them were black. I think in, I'm and I, I do think in the Baltimore when at least one of the, uh, officers involved was black.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know, but these people are just so goddamn reckless and despicable, and I I don't know, man. I hope uh, I hope they uh, end up getting sued like they did with like the Covington kid got like a huge fucking settlement. Was that that was CNN, right?
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah,
3: Um, CNN should right should rightfully have a number of lawsuits coming their way. I think we talked about it a week or so ago. The way they mischaracterized a. Uh, Tucker Carlson tweet or a Tucker Carlson uh, text message to make it look like he was some like crazed like racist and and all this stuff and then like when you actually read the full text of the uh, or the full context of the text it was not even remotely close to that and it kept getting uh, it kept getting fact-checked on community by community notes on Twitter and every time the community notes would pop up on it they would delete the tweet and then Tweet it again, again. to keep like keep recycling it. Like that's and that's what they do. Every time they get dinged with the community notes, they just delete it and then post it again, hoping that it'll get enough clicks before it gets fact checked. That it can create this like rage porn for for all the psychotic leftists that need something to be mad about.
2: Yeah, they are. They, they truly are the enemy of the people. It's unbelievable how how far out of their way they go to misconstrue the truth and to, and to just drum up all of this hatred among Americans. It's crazy.
3: And, and, and everything has to be racist. I mean, especially, you know, like if people don't like a movie these days, it's because of either racism or misogyny or whatever. Uh, yeah.
2: Yes, it's not because it absolutely sucked and nobody was interested in it. So this is um, Cleopatra, I guess. Is was is it still in theaters?
3: I think it's a Netflix exclusive.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, maybe I should watch it. I heard it got the... It, did it get the worst ratings in like the history of Rotten Tomatoes or something?
3: I think the, I When I saw I the score, the critic, it
2: was one. The,
3: yeah, the critic score was like... 12% and the audience score was somewhere between 1% and
2: 2%. Yeah, I've never seen anything that. I mean, granted, I don't look at a lot of Rotten Tomato reviews, but I've never seen anything that bad. Usually you see like the critics give it a really high score and then the, the actual real people like kind of shit on it. But this was... yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't even understand what this movie is supposed to be about. Like, It's just about Cleopatra? Is it like a fucking... I don't know some sort of biography type movie.
3: That's kind of what I'm understanding it to to be. It's a a docudrama, so it's a dramatization of Cleo, the his, the history of Cleopatra. But and a, and a big reason a big reason it's getting uh, ratings bom- ratings bombed is not because of white supremacy. It's because of Egyptian supremacy, like the actual Egyptians are coming out and like no, like this is wrong. she wasn't a black person. we we have her lineage.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah there was I forget the guy's name but there was yeah some Egyptian historian that was like the first guy to come out and be like, this is bullshit like stop um, appropriating our culture kind of thing <laughs> and um, yeah, I just don't again it's just there's not enough white supremacy in the world to give you to knock a, a a good film down to 1%. And
3: that's like you can gender swap and race swap characters in shows and still get decent ratings, like still get decent um, like viewership on them. There there have been plenty of examples of this. People there will be like pockets of of commu- of the community that are a fan of this thing that'll complain but by and large, they'll still watch it and be like, "I really wish they wouldn't have done this," but otherwise, the show was great, and and so they still give it like positive reviews. This gets, this doesn't get one percent because it was a really good show. Outside of the fact that they like race swapped the the main characters,
2: yeah, it, it just doesn't. I mean, it doesn't even sound appealing. Just Cleopatra, uh, okay, um, but then yeah. Now it sounds like they probably shoved a bunch of fucking woke stuff in there. And yeah, they're doing they're doing the typical thing that Netflix does, which has just become the biggest running joke ever. It's like they just take any any non-black character from a traditional um, story and they make them black. And then that's their movie or that's their show. It's the laziest fucking thing I've ever seen. It used to be, you know, every like sitcom or show that ran for like multiple seasons, it was always just like, all right, somebody's gonna get pregnant on the show, and that's gonna be like at least an episode. <laughs> yeah, just like we'll do the pregnancy episode. Like every fucking, every show that I can think of has at least one of those. And it's just like this is lazy fucking like you know they mailed it in that week where they're just like, all right, what can we do? We're out of ideas. All right, somebody's gonna have a baby. And we'll just do that. It's like the laziest fucking thing. And Netflix has just done it to the extent that there's just meme after meme after meme of them uh, blackwashing uh, a white character in some movie or, or TV show.
3: Well, and the crazy thing is Netflix actually has some pretty good content that doesn't have a bunch of woke nonsense and like, uh, you know, social justice types of messages and stuff like that and all of that stuff will go like one or two seasons and they'll cancel it. It'll be like legitimately good. Pe- people who actually like watch shows and movies and stuff will give it great great ratings, love it, and then they and then they give it the axe. It's like why in the fuck do you keep pumping out just absolute horse shit and the good stuff that people like you keep canceling? What the fuck is wrong with the people in charge at Netflix? It, I if it wasn't for the fact that they do have good stuff, I I would probably cancel my, my subscription. I,
2: just- I canceled mine a while ago. I still, I mean, I have it here under somebody under the, the owner's account or whatever. But yeah, dude, I, uh, I, I cancel mine mostly just because it never had what I was, I was like, oh, I'd like to watch this right now. And I go search for it, never there. And then they like doubled the price or something. I was like, all right, fuck you guys. And you're woke shit. And you never have anything that I actually want to watch the moment I want to watch it. So after I, th- I think after I finished Ozark, I was just like, all right, I'm done with this.
3: They've got a show that came out relatively recently called the diplomat. And it is incredible. Like it's really good. And it doesn't have a bunch of woke bullshit. It's just, it's just a good show. Like, and it's, it's about politics, but it doesn't get political. Like. Why can't y'all just make more of that? Like make make actual good television. I don't like it's it's clearly possible. So why do they stray away from it? Like almost actively run away from it. I mean, and it's the same thing that Disney's going through. Like there's a big deal being made about this billion dollar construction project that was supposed to be going on in Florida for Disney and like they canceled it because of DeSantis. But if you actually look into it, it turns out that the the Project has been dead for about six months, but they just now got around to officially canceling it. And a lot of why it's been dead is because they have been hemorrhaging money. A lot of their uh, Lucas and Marvel and other uh, projects, because they keep going progressively more and more woke with stuff, are and also there's the there's a, uh, a fatigue factor. Like you know, you can only you can only put so much superhero stuff and so much Star Wars stuff out there before you hit a saturation point and people start to get bored with it. And and they're, so they're hitting a combination of saturation point in the market and pushback against all of the... And it's it's not necessarily that it's getting pushed back against because it's woke. It's because the, the focus on making it woke is creating a bad product. And so they've been losing yeah. money because of this. And so that's why they canceled this project. Like it's been dead for six months, but they just now announced it so that they could spin it and act like it's uh, it's a DeSantis thing and try to try to get DeSantis to soften up on them basically is the, the play.
2: Yeah. Well, Sean did, doesn't agree with you on the diplomat. <laughs> Sean doesn't
3: agree with me on a lot of things. It's fine. Right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, I, to be honest, I've never watched any of the shows that you've recommended. I have no idea if you have good taste in anything.
3: My, my <laughs> wife hates all of them. So either you have similar taste as my wife or you love the things that I love. That's kind of how this boils down.
2: Oh, man. But, yeah, it's just uh, the other thing is that these people just refuse to take responsibility for anything. Just be like, I made a bad movie. I made a bad show. You know, the people have spoken. I, I just can't imagine being a being a fucking adult, putting something out there, seeing it get that bad, at like the worst score in the history of Rotten Tomatoes or close to it. I couldn't imagine it being much worse than that. And you just blaming it on racism.
3: Remember the it, all it, female it, Ghostbusters that came out a few years ago and the and uh, the Charlie's Angels reboot? Um, they got so mad about. People, like, they they blame misogyny for why those got such poor scores. It's like, no, you just made bad movies. Like, don't make bad movies.
2: Yeah, come up with an original idea. Again, just swapping genders or uh, races or just throwing in, like, a a, making a character gay or whatever. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's so fucking lazy and boring. And it's not going to carry a film or a show. You have to be better. Um, Nobody wants to see. I don't know who thought. What fucking idiot thought we wanted to go see women Ghostbusters. What a dumb idea that is. Like I would laugh that person out of the fucking office. Be like that is the dumbest idea I've heard in years. Leave. (laughs) Like. Well, like, I gave, I gave it
3: a chance. I was excited. I was like, OK, Ghostbusters, you like you've got to really be trying hard to fuck up Ghostbusters and they just completely fucked it up. It, and it wasn't even because it was all women. It was because it was poorly written. The jokes were s- super ham fisted. The action was goofy and corny like it was not it was not yeah, what but- the Ghostbusters was.
2: Even if they ch- tried to remake the Ghostbusters just w- with men in the cast, I-, I think that would be a bad idea. You're not going to do fucking better than the original Ghostbuster cast.
3: But did you see the one that came out, um, I don't know, two or three years ago now? It was, uh, oh, it's, why can't I remember the la- name of it? it it's a, uh, it tells, or it, it follows up with like Egon's son and grandson. Uh, and they find like an old okay. ghost, uh, the old Ghostbuster car, and like it's like a, a continuation okay, yeah. of the story. Like, so that, yeah, that's sort
2: of a different the story, like a spin off or, yeah, a continuation. And it was excellent. Of the story. But just like remaking these things and, and just like trying to fucking, you know, dust it off and try to redo it and make it better. Like, you're not gonna, most of the time, the sequel is not as good as the original. It's just not going to be. And you're not going to do better than, like, fucking Bill Murray and, I don't know. <laughs> well, that was
3: another kind of damning thing with the all-female Ghostbusters was originally, um, like, they were trying to get the original cast to, to uh, like, sign off on it and get behind it. And Bill Murray basically, like, saw the script and was like, no, fuck you, this is terrible. I'm not, I won't support this in any way.
2: <laughs> nice. Yeah, dude, Bill Murray's great. It's not just my Chicago bias kicking in. <laughs> Speaking, of,
3: Speaking of Chicago oh, bias, oh, which one you want to start? How with? is I'm the Chicago. old Windy
2: City doing? I, I know that they've uh, they hired a, a a new progressive black guy as the mayor, so I'm I'm sure everything is running just like a well oiled machine.
3: Uh, let's see. Day one, he put in about uh, what was it? Eight executive orders, all more or less giving unilateral control of everything in the city to the unions, uh, specifically the teachers union. Imagine that—a uh, former like teachers union bigwig giving all all of the control of things to in the city to the teachers union. He, he created a bunch of um, a bunch of new what is it? Um, like assistant to the mayor type of, type of positions. Um, and, and one of them is the, uh, uh, deputy mayor of, uh, labor and the way the job description is laid out. Like basically your job is to make sure that the unions get whatever the fuck they want and don't ever say no to them. Like that's, that's almost like the wording of, of the of the job description for the deputy mayor for labor.
2: Um, I'm a little surprised. I didn't see these executive orders come across my desk. I usually get sent this stuff from, from other people if I don't see them. Do we have those executive orders? I, I just saw, if, if you want to look for those maybe, I, I just saw this, um, this new tax plan. So it's no secret that uh, Chicago is fucking broke and it's blowing holes in the entire state's budget. So of course the the solution to that is to just tax you to death in a number of ways. He's proposing a city income tax, a wealth tax, a head tax to be assessed per worker on employers, which of course the employers are just going to take that out of your salary, a digital ad tax, a jump in the tax on jet fuel used at Chicago airports, a progressive increase on real estate transaction fees on, on sales over a million. Oh, dude, should we pull up all the fees that I paid when I sold my condo? It was under a million, but the fucking fees are ridiculous. Um, the new taxes would be a, a total of $6.8 billion. And then there's supposed savings that, of course, will never materialize of $5.1 billion. So they, yeah, they're, they're calling it a $12 billion, uh, billion dollar financial plan. Uh, imagine yeah, sure, in so,
3: theory until like every major business in the city of Chicago says, fuck this, I'm out and move somewhere else.
2: Why would you be there? You don't need to be in the like the old way of doing business where you need this hub here. You don't you don't have to do that. Um, it's antiquated and it's expensive. And now it's like, dude, could you imagine you get your paycheck and you pay federal income tax on it, state income tax? And then another tax just because you're in the fucking shithole city of Chicago. And that's just one of the many. It's, it's unbelievable, man. They just keep fucking dinging you over and over and over again. And they never make any of any changes of substance to any of the fucking things that are driving these deficits. Like, the, And this guy, like you said, is giving more control to the unions that are just bilking the city. They're bleeding the city of Chicago dry. Um,
3: I found some of the, so most of the executive orders were in the creation of these new positions. Uh, Most of these new positions being largely unpopular. Let's let's, so we've got the uh, deputy, the deputy mayor for labor relations. We've got a a deputy mayor for community safety and immigration uh, for migrants, for refugee rights. Uh, Let's see. Like, and it, And I think that one's, I think that's really funny. Like the ones for, um, ah, here we go. He's going to, uh, funding more social workers instead of police officers, uh, trying to get illegal immigrants, the right to vote in school board elections. Uh, he's going to make Chicago a sanctuary for transgender people and ensure that women can have easy access to abortions within the city on top of all of the extra taxes that he's piling on i thought it was really funny did we talk about the uh thing last week where all the people in like the south side of chicago were at this like town hall going absolutely ballistic because they're trying to bring in like 500 immigrants Mm -hmm. from south of the border and they're like you don't even take care of us why are we taking care of these people
2: yeah yeah and so Just, I I pulled it up because I I took a picture of this, my closing statement from when I sold my condo. These are just, so in addition to paying like a year and uh, a quarter of real estate taxes at an insane rate, um, there's the, the state transfer tax, that was 400 bucks. County transfer tax, 200. City transfer tax, that was 1,200 bucks. Um, let's see what else. Uh, so no, wait, the, um, there's a tax payment fee. (laughs) They're charging you a fee for paying your taxes. That was only $50 though. God bless them. And then, yeah, the first installment of taxes, that was fucking $4,400. The, the first three months of this year, it's another four grand, um, water certification fee, $140 for that. um, Commitment update fee, CPL fee, state of Illinois title policy tax. It just keeps going, dude. Fees on top of fees on top of taxes. And, uh, I mean, yeah, it it probably told up to like, you know, $15,000 worth of fees and taxes because I sold the place. Yeah, it's crazy. And that's, you know, that's not a million-dollar property. So... (laughs) I can only imagine what it's going to be like um, when they fucking double or triple the fucking rates on these things and jack up. You you get hit for the state, the county and the city each time. They're just going to ding you three fucking times for the same fucking tax. If it, you know, if it moves, tax it. If it doesn't move, tax it twice.
3: I I think it would be interesting to see how many uh, because when uh, I can't remember when all of this stuff is going to go into effect and it may go into effect, um, as soon as, as possible. I think it will be interesting to see how many like big corporations and stuff like that move their headquarters out of Chicago over the next year, just in response to, to this. I mean, I know a bunch have already been moving out of Chicago because of the crime rates and how terrible that side of it is, which we've got an article about that as well.
2: Yeah. And actually there's a, I sent you a link to some statistics. I don't know. There's a bunch of charts in there. It's from a weird site. I'd never seen it before, but uh, yeah. Oh, Is that, that was the
3: end? Sorry, that was the uh, that was the link to the link. <laughs> okay, try, try this one more time.
1: Yeah. Made to to date. This is interesting. Made
3: to date. Shot and killed 40. Shot and wounded 147. Total shot 187. Total homicides 43.
2: Yeah. So that's what, in the first 19 days of the month?
3: Right. Not even half. Okay, I mean, I guess that's, I guess, you know, only 40 people shot and killed in the first two and a half weeks of the month. That's not terrible for, for, uh,
2: yeah. I think the, they have the weather must not be very sometimes. hot over there. Once it starts getting really hot, they really ramp up the the shooting in Chicago. Um, but yeah, if you could under Lori Lightfoot's tenure from I think it's 2019 to 2023, there were 2,683 people shot and killed, 12,508 wounded, a total of 15,191 total homicides, 2,945. Um, year to date 207 killed 770 wounded 225 homicides I mean if you guys are watching the video here you can see a lot of um, a lot of these charts and maybe you can can you make it any bigger
3: uh, maybe let's see so the I just did some quick math on it that's that uh, is an average of 60 60 uh, homicides per month throughout the Lori Lightfoot era. Six sorry,
2: 61, 61. Yeah. There's um if you scroll down, there's they show like carjackings and stuff too. The the number of carjackings like fucking tripled in 2020, 2021. This is impressive. <laughs> Sean, yeah, we're replacing all the uh <laughs> all the dead victims with with new immigrants.
3: Well, and in this—nope,
2: don't look at that. You're not supposed to look at that chart.
3: <laughs> Sorry, <sighs> we,
2: we can't judge that. 80.8 percent of the people committing these crimes were black, and was it 13 percent or Hispanic? Or was it uh, no? That's
3: how many are are are. Uh, it's 80 percent of the victims. Oh,
2: these well, victims. yeah. Oh, okay. it is. Uh,
3: yeah, 80 percent of the victims were. Black and
2: sixteen percent Hispanic, three point three percent white, and then you can see the assailants. Yeah, um, I don't know, just all that white supremacy, man. Yeah. See if you can pull the the carjacking. Like I know way too many people that have been carjacked recently. Um, so far real... in 2023,
3: 29 people have been shot in the ass. Um, and 13 have been shot in the junk.
2: Shot in That's... the ass a meter. <laughs> Oof.
3: <laughs> I like that oh, they – Oh, make you people... laugh
2: when you're looking 10, to do stuff. Yeah. Ten
3: people have shot themselves. <sighs> there we go. There's the, uh, the carjackings.
2: Yeah. Look at the number. Look at them jump from 2019
3: to 2020. Holy shit.
2: And then look at the yeah, look at the next three years basically,
3: and yeah, in the twenty teens <clears> or <throat> twenty teens from twenty ten up to twenty nineteen, the highest number in a year was nine hundred thirty eight in twenty seventeen, and then in twenty twenty it goes to fourteen hundred, twenty twenty one eighteen hundred. Uh, we had a we had a little bit of a uh, a drop down in uh, in twenty twenty two dropped down to dropped back down to sixteen hundred, uh, oh, okay. and so. So far in uh, 2023, we've got 400. So
2: Okay. And we're not quite halfway through the year. So they seem to be down this year. But I'm sure once summer rolls around, they'll, they'll get those numbers back up. What a lovely place to live. Hey, maybe you should increase the taxes. <laughs> then you can pay out your ass to get carjacked and shot and uh, victimized constantly. You can just take it in every fucking orifice that you have from the city of Chicago. That's the plan. God damn, dude. It's unbelievable. I am so glad I got out of that fucking place. People keep asking me, do you ever, do you ever think that you should go back? or you Missy ever coming back? Absolutely not. Yeah, one more gun law, and that's yeah, that'll fix it too. We're just one gun law away. No, the problem is Indiana. <laughs> we're too close to Indiana. They can just go across the border.
3: Uh, I heard that the first time I heard that, where it's was like, oh, they can just go across the border and get a gun in Indiana. I'm like, But what, how does that even make sense? I'm like, no, you can't. That's not how this works.
2: You can't, you can't, but even if you could, all right, we'll just apply that to every border then. <laughs> it's like, okay, wherever that fucking border ends, there is not going to be the same gun law. Anyway, it's, uh, yeah, shithole of a fucking city. It, it's sad to see it go down, go down the tubes. There are a lot of good people there. I implore you to get the fuck out. There's no what you don't have to live your life like that. Trust me, you'll be much happier if you get out of that city.
3: Let's see. I want to close on uh, on John Fetterman's triumphant return? To
2: yes, as a matter Congress, of fact, I do. Yeah, we get just 15 more minutes of just incoherent gibberish. Oh,
3: that's so beautiful. Let's see. So, uh, hang on. This was John Fetterman. What was he talking about? I can't. I can't remember this one. Anyway, uh, it's and it, it's impossible to decipher what he was talking about. Here we go
0: is is it staggering is it a staggering response responsibility that uh that the, the head of a bank could literally could literally crash our economy it's astonishing that's like if you have i mean like uh, and and they also realize is that 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 now they have it's in a guaranteed a guaranteed way to be saved by no again by no matter number by, by, by how you know so it's it's you know isn't it appropriate that the those kinds of the, this kind of control should be more stricter to prevent this kind of thing from going or should we just go on and start bailing and sailing whoever bank regardless of how how there's their conduct is you know, an a, a example uh the republicans want to give a, a work requirement for snap you know for a a, a a hungry family has to to have these this kind of penalties are these some kinds of word working uh required shouldn't you have a working requirement after we sell your bank with billions of your bank because they seem to be more preoccupied uh when than snap uh and requirements for works for hungry people but not about protecting the tax tax papers, you know, that will bail no matter whatever does about a bank to crash
3: it. Did you catch all that?
2: Yeah, I got that. (laughs) Um, I think he's talking about banking regulation and how there should be tighter controls on this after we bail out a bank, they should have to do something for the money that they got. Um, Wow, dude.
3: Do you think the Republicans have a playbook that is like, if Fetterman starts talking, just don't interject. Don't answer any questions. Just let him keep going and see where you know see where it goes. Like, don't, don't engage yeah, with him at all. It was so
2: funny because, yeah, he kept pausing as if he had, like, asked a coherent question and he's waiting for a response. And nobody knows what the fuck he's talking about. And so everyone's just sitting there. And he's like, I'll give you a, a retarded example. <laughs> Here's another retarded example. Snap uh, people have to prove that they're working to get benefits. It's like, to an extent, I think I agree with the point that he's making. Like, if you're taking handouts from the government, you should have to, like, meet whatever requirements they come up with. (laughs) Like, And and if you don't want to comply with their requirements, then, you know, pull your hand back and stop taking the money. But, dude, he is so incoherent. And I just, I really want to get him to sit down with Joe Biden and just have a discussion on whatever comes to mind. Could you imagine the two of them having a conversation?
3: Oh my gosh, that would be amazing! Like, no, have nothing. You,
2: <laughs> I was tweeting about this. Have you seen that that guy? He like calls a Chinese restaurant on one phone and then calls a different Chinese restaurant on the other phone. And he just holds the phone up to each other and they're so fucking confused. Oh dude, we got to find that. (laughs) See if you can find that. Uh, What's Sean saying? No, the poor, poor people have to show they're working while the bankers get bailed out. Yeah. I I mean, I think I agree with the point that he's making. Um, And I, the well, to an extent, I is- don't think we should be. Yeah, we shouldn't be bailing out the banks. So he kind of he kind of a- asked the question and like almost answered it. He's like, shouldn't we be doing something? To this- yeah, we shouldn't be bailing them out. It is crazy what? that one banker can crash the economy.
3: One part of the problem is also that. Like, you have to be kind of inside baseball to know what he's talking about. Like, if you're just listening to all of that mumbo jumbo right. At, at face value like for the average voter who doesn't know what the fuck is going on in the world hearing all that it just sounds like gibberish like most
2: nothing- of it was gibberish it was just him kind of mumbling and then every once in a right. while he would get out a word and you and you kind of piece that together and yes because we sort of obsess about this stuff we know the topic that he's talking about and we know that like SVB even though he didn't uh, <laughs> I don't think he got the acronym right but we knew what he was he was driving at essentially. And it is bullshit that these banks are getting bailed out. Um I saw another tweet from him, a surprisingly coherent tweet about how the president used, needs to use the 14th amendment to settle this debt ceiling issue. Have you have you been seeing that a lot, the 14th amendment? Yes. And I I actually had to I had to like look at it cuz I said like, what the fuck are they talking about the 14th amendment? when it comes to debts (laughs) and and yeah if you want to uh Uh,
3: yeah i'll pull up the video sean sean may correct me on this i'm pretty sure that um that that got struck down a number of years ago they tried to use the 14th amendment for the debt ceiling thing and it's uh it was deemed not not applicable i may be i may be wrong on that but anyway here's john fetterman
2: uh i mean is anybody disputing
0: the? okay we're here for one simple reason president Biden needs to consider using the 14th amendment uh if necessary the entire gop debt ceiling negotiation is a sad charade and that's exactly what's wrong about what's wrong with washington we're playing with the livelihoods of millions just so the gop can just turn the screws against us Hungry Americans. This is the whole reason why the 14th Amendment.
2: Dude, it's like he's reading it for the first time. Did you Explain. rehearse this at all?
0: Prepared to be using it.
2: I, I just don't even understand what using it means. Like I read the whole fucking 14th Amendment. And the only, is it like the fourth section or something talks about debt? It just says like all the debt. Uh, You know, the federal debt when it comes to. um, I forget the way they they actually worded it, you know, like putting down rebellions and like something else in service of the nation should not be called into question. Like who's questioning that the debt is what the debt is like. We owe it. It's a matter of paying it. Nobody's is is anybody saying that the debt is illegitimate? (laughs) No, dude. Uh, let's he see he, he, uh, the uh, the exact word language word. of the
3: Fourteenth yeah, Amendment yeah. is: All persons born or naturalized in the United States are subject to the jurisdiction thereof; are citizens of the United States, and
2: uh, yeah, dude, you're gonna have the first like three sections have nothing to do with debt. It has to do with like people being treated fairly. It has to do with like expelling corrupt politicians from Congress. (laughs) It's like in the second section or the third section. The validity of
3: the public debt of the United States authorized by law, including debts incurred for payment of pensions and bounties for services in suppressing insurrection or rebellion, shall not be questioned. But neither the United States nor any state shall assume or pay any debt or obligation incurred in aid of insurrection or rebellion against the United States or any claim for the loss or emancipation of any slave. But all such debts, obligations, and claims shall be held illegal and void. This is all about putting down insurrection or rebellion.
2: For the the most part, or paying pensions. And it says, you know, it it should not be questioned. Okay, we're not questioning. I don't understand what using this means. We're talking about paying the debt. We're not disputing that the debt is the debt. We have the fucking debt. You know, we have the $32 trillion that we owe. Um, It's a matter of fucking taking on more debt to pay it. And somehow they found language in there that they can use. I mean, that is, and I saw somebody in the comments of the tweet was like, oh, this this is like clearer than the Second Amendment. They should absolutely do this or something. It's like, what part of this don't you understand? Shall not be questioned. And I just that I was like, what is who's questioning it? Nobody's questioning it.
3: So Sean's saying this was put in place because the Confederate states were saying they didn't owe for what the what it cost for the Civil War. Um so yeah, that that was um, that was for po- the fourteenth was yeah. post Civil War, and so they were trying to trying to recoup the cost of the war, basically. So so basically, the uh, <clears throat> the the Union waged an unconstitutional war against the South to begin with, and then tried to make them pay for it.
2: Yeah, the war of Northern aggression. And so like, you can't question this because this is what we say it is, and this is the amendment. But yeah, again, like. I- Uh, Nobody is like saying we don't owe the money. We're just saying that we're not going to allow you to borrow more in order to pay off current obligations. (laughs) It's just like, I don't, I just don't understand how you could possibly try to use this.
3: Right. Like that the 14th amendment has absolutely nothing to do with the United States paying its debts to other people. It was an attempt to make the Confederate States pay the war debt or pay back the cost of waging war uh, on them. I mean, and that, that's, that's, that's the way most of these amendments end up going is people have no understanding of the uh, like actual historical context of the amendments. Like, you know, whenever the, the dumb asses talk about how you don't need an AR for or an AR 15 for hunting deer it's like well yeah the second amendment wasn't written about hunting anyway so like that's
2: yeah it's shocking how little people know about the constitution and just like the (laughs) even just the the driving force behind creating it it's like if you just put yourself in the in the minds of the people that are creating these documents what was their goal (laughs) and you can pretty much extrapolate everything from that and none of this, the the problem is like when you do that, then none of this stuff that they're trying to get away with is even remotely constitutional.
3: Right, and that's uh, who, who was it that made the article or the the argument that uh, the biggest problem was that they went with a con- uh, a constitution instead of and uh, did away with the Articles of Confederation. Like they should have le- should have left it alone at the at the Articles <laughs> of Confederation.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Or if like, you know, if if some of these states knew that um, people could just interpret these words to mean pretty much anything that they wanted them to mean, they never would have fucking ratified this thing in the first place. It's, it's just all so ridiculous. Right. Um. I sent you I, I sent you the YouTube video of the guy calling to Chinese restaurants. I just feel like this is how a conversation between joe biden and john fetterman would go but and i still really want to see it all right here we go i hope this is the right one i just found the first one and sent it to you
1: (laughs) for pickup okay what was that for you you? hello hello yes matthew yeah, so you just to two orders, it? Okay, yeah. What was that for you? Uh, what you say? I can hear you. Yeah, what would you like to order? Oh, uh, you order chicken chow mein and the orange chicken over rice, right? So you want to order right now, right? <laughs> yeah, I ordered already. You told me already, all right? Yeah, the first one, you say you want the chicken chow mein, the second one, your brother want the orange chicken over rice, right? <laughs> Hello? Hello. <laughs> yeah. You want to order Why now? You want to pick up? No, you want to order now? You order? I, oh, I, or, order? Order. <laughs> oh, order chicken chow in, And then? Then you said the orange chicken over rice, alright? Oh, orange chicken, we don't uh, side order. Steve much a single order. We don't want it over rice. Oh, you, you don't over rice. It. So you want a single order, alright? Yeah, single okay. orders. Hmm. It must be for one for two.
2: <laughs> huh? It must be for one for two. For one. <laughs> okay, single one. Only, only say but your pulla, pulla says orange chicken over rice. Over rice. this. wasn't the one I was thinking <laughs> of, but it is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They call one Chinese restaurant. And then they call another one on a different phone and they just put the two phones together. There's another one where the guy's like, this is Chinese restaurant. And he's like, yes, this is Chinese restaurant. And they just keep going back and forth. Nobody has any clue as to what's going on.
3: I think I got it. And
2: I just, that's pretty much how I imagine the, the any conversation. How can I feel?
1: Hello? Yeah, how can I feel? It's a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, how can I feel, yeah? What? Yeah. What's how can I help you? What what the man? Hey Shiny Letra, how can I help you, baby? And you wanna order or no? What What's to me? Hey Shiny, that's one, I don't call
2: you call me. No, I don't call you. No, I don't call you. That's that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. I mean, that would be, if you can get these two to sit down in a room and hash out some topic, that's how the conversation would go. One minute in, both of them would completely forget why they're sitting there.
3: I would pay money to see that. Like, that would be an amazing pay-per-view. And then then get um, Diane Feinstein and Kamala on stage at the same time.
2: Oh, that would be good.
3: And then Come somebody on, give uh, somebody give and... Jean Jean Pierre a script and let her attempt yeah. to read it. I, I mean that at least <laughs> at least Fetterman did as good as she does reading from a piece of paper.
2: Yeah, yeah. You notice that neither of them can ever look you in the eye when they're talking because they they know everything they say is complete bullshit. <laughs> it's just like, but yeah, that was like somebody just said here Fetterman go read this in front of the camera, and he's like okay. it's just like dude maybe you should practice it a couple of times it was it it was like the first time he'd ever read that
3: that motherfucker was heading home he was already in his hoodie you see him he was he was like i'm done for the day i clocked out and they're like hey john can you come read this like, yeah, um, they should just okay. they should
2: literally his his business attire, his business wardrobe for whatever um, listener was mentioning that should just be like the slippers and the robe that you wear at the fucking insane asylum. Like when you're in the nut house, like that should be his fucking outfit. It's nice and oh, comfortable. It's baggy, baggy sweatpants. No drawstring.
3: <laughs> Put him in big Lebowski attire.
1: Just yeah. Be the all the time. <laughs> it
2: oh, God well, you know, we do have all these problems. There are some pretty serious problems, not the least of which is all this white supremacy. But rest assured, the the country is in good hands, ladies and gentlemen. We just got superstars, um, very impressive elites in charge of everything. Nothing oh, to worry of, about.
3: Speaking of Feinstein, did you see where they said it wasn't? Um, it it wasn't actually what they originally reported. It was something like way worse. Some sort of like uh, brain disease of some sort. Like, how is this woman still in office? Why are we like wheeling her corpse around the Capitol? And just yeah. fucking boot her.
2: Right. Like, dude, these people are, they're so fucking old. And it's just like it, it's just like the best, the fucking image of a decaying society is they have all these fucking geriatrics. <laughs> senile fucking geriatrics like clinging to power running the country into the ground it's like remember when like Ruth Bader Ginsburg she just disappeared for like six months <laughs> nobody saw her there are all these like memes coming out she's in an iron lung but she's still giving like opinions and things but it's like obviously her staff is just writing these opinions for her
3: I would say, like, Ruth, Ruth, Bader Gin- Ruth Bader Ginsburg was writing opinions at that time the same way that uh, Helen Keller was writing books back in her time
2: yeah. Well, it's going to be pretty hilarious to watch this uh, shit show just run. I, I don't know what's going to happen next year. Joe Biden's going to run for president again? And <laughs> okay.
3: I, we, Good we're luck gonna with get, that. We're going to get Biden-Trump round two. And it's going to be, Trump is back with a vengeance because now you've got everything that's basically confirming that our government set him up from the from the jump. And that was pretty
2: wild, yeah. That Durham report. I mean, we all knew that that was the case, but to actually have the fucking the 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 evidence of it now, like in hand.
3: And then you've got the January sixth tapes that did get released, and then the ones that they still refuse to release. That the the FBI is on record saying that they won't release the tapes because it, it would show that there were anywhere from. Uh, upwards of a hundred and maybe even as many as 200 federal agents like in the crowd, egging the whole thing on Uh, like it's, it's going to be fucking wild.
2: Yeah. What what I don't understand is (laughs) what, what Trump expects to get running again. Like if the election was stolen from him, as he claims, (laughs) if he really believes that, like what's, What's and all these other you know conspiracies have turned out to be true? What's to um, what's going to change this time around? Yeah, anyway,
3: who knows? I've been, been saying, I've been saying for a while that they uh, the whole thing is about to like completely implode in on itself and they're going to want to leave Republicans holding the bag when it does. So,
2: yeah, Maybe that would be a pretty funny um. <laughs> To watch them try to spin it, uh, assuming none of these numbers get any better before twenty twenty four, if a Republican gets elected, um, they maybe they can just hold hold everything where it is for another year. I doubt it. Um, But then to watch, be like, oh yeah, like like Trump has this fucking great talking point that's complete bullshit. But he's like, look how great everything was when, when I was there, and then within the first year. It only took them a couple of months and some executive orders that they did right right when Biden got into office, and that everything goes to shit. It's going to be pretty. Uh, man, I am so glad I am just not. I don't even consider myself a, a U.S. citizen anymore. <laughs> Still got to pay those taxes, but we'll figure out we'll figure out a way around that.
3: Just don't do it. What are they going to do? Come to Mexico and hunt you down? You don't even have an apartment
2: address. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they're going to still call me for jury duty. Yeah. I told him, I was like, I'm not living here anymore. I'm selling the condo. I'm like, oh, we'll, we'll try it again in six months. And I was like, all right, good luck with that. But yeah, I guess they could garnish my, they could just go into my bank account and steal a bunch of money. Wouldn't be the first time. Those motherfuckers. Unbelievable. Anyway, <laughs> happy Friday, everybody. Thanks for joining us. This was a, a pretty fun episode. I needed this one. Round out the week on a on a funny note. Good luck with all that shit stateside. I, I don't know, man. Maybe I'll move to Puerto Rico. <laughs> Set up residency there.
3: I hear it's a nice place. Sounds like it's fairly yeah. uh, affordable as well. If you get in the right spots.
2: Yeah, and you know, you have a hurricane. Trump comes by, throw some paper towels at you. Be a good time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you got anything going on this weekend you need to plug?
3: I got that live stream on Sunday night. Um, Tommy, Tommy Salmon's, John Hartman, um, Jason Matovic of the Two Bit Podcast. Not that's not the. Uh, no, his not last name's not my tough. Anyway, Jason from the Two Bit Podcast. We're going to do a uh, an episode talking about being being dads and being manly, like masculine father figures for for young men. So, so that'll be at uh, I believe we're doing it at seven seven p.m. Central on Sunday night. So, and I'll have I'll have a tweet that'll go out about it sometime tomorrow.
2: All right. And you can follow us on Twitter. Our handles are printed there. Do all that for us. We'll be back on Tuesday with a brand new episode for you. And until then, you know the drill. Just keep on pedaling that so-called fiction. Peace.